What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of High Burst, episode three. And this one is going to be a little more, I guess, intimate. I don't have a guest this week, unfortunately, but it was just cool to cool to watch uh, the most recent game that the Hornets played. And this is just going to be more centered around that game, as well as LaMelo Ball's future going forward with the organization and especially this season. Possible all-star hopes is what is what I'm seeing, what I'm forecasting. I'm putting that in the atmosphere right now. But to take it from the top right now, we are going to focus on the latest game that they played against the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending NBA champions. Guys that I just want you guys to know that the, the Bucks did struggle out the gate. They lost a lot of closed games that, you know, people kind of were thinking they were just, you know, went in the bed. They didn't really come back to play this year, but they're, they're still injured now, but they were injured, way more injured to start off the season. Uh, Chris Middleton missed a lot of games, but since he's been in the lineup, I believe they haven't lost. And they beat our Charlotte Hornets 127 to 125. Now, there's no bad takeaway from this game for the Hornets. And those are exactly the words that a coach Borrego's mouth. He couldn't find a single minute in the game where it was a bad stretch of basketball that they were playing. This was probably, in my opinion, and it seems like Coach Borrego could probably agree with this, that this was their best, like, complete team game. Nobody was really forcing shots. They made the extra pass. Everybody was willing and able to do the right thing for the basketball team to put themselves in this game against the defending NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, was it just like, wow. Now the Hornets have beat, you know, teams with better records this season, like, like the Golden State Warriors who had the best record in the league at one point, the Washington Wizards who are leading the East, the Brooklyn Nets who still feature Kevin Durant and James Harden, despite Kyrie's situation. And uh, they've had a lot of big time wins. So like, at all those games, despite this this one against the Bucks being a loss, this was still by far their best game this season. And why? It's because the defensive schemes actually look legit. They actually looked like they were set on defense and knew that they were going to switch pick and rolls or that they were going to hedge pick and rolls or whatever it was. I see them get killed a lot in pick and roll defense, and they get they get the smaller guy guarding one of the best opposing players on the on the other side of the ball. Now. Giannis still had 40 points, yes. I mean, it's Giannis Dedekumbo. There's not a lot of teams that could contain him to, to 20 to more than 30, 40 points a game, honestly. But still, everybody else was kind of shaky. Chris Middleton, his big shots, Drew Holiday, you know what they give. But the role players is what wins those games. The Grayson Allens for that team, Bobby Portis, guys like that, Pat Connaughton. They slowed guys like that down and just kind of let Giannis do him because that's, that's how you beat the Bucks. You try to wall up. Now he has this, this turnaround post-fade that he hits off the left and right shoulders. Now he looks comfortable pulling up from mid-range, looks comfortable taking three-pointers now. Giannis, is, is a, is, his game is a work of art. It's a work in progress, yes, but it's a work of art because it gets better year after year, and he's only 26 years old. But the Hornets still found a way to put themselves in this game despite Giannis, Giannis's 40-piece that he put up because LaMelo Ball kept them in this game. With a career high 36 points, as well as a career high made in threes with eight. He shot the three point ball eight for 15. Still to go along with nine assists and five rebounds as well. So you know he chips in and flirts with a triple double or a double double every single night. And it's so awesome to watch. But we're going to get more into him later. Just focusing more on the team aspects of, of the Hornets. It, it really was uh, the most complete team game that they had. Everybody made the right pass. Everybody seemed unselfish. 
everybody looked like they just really wanted to go out there and win. And also after this was a third straight loss, unfortunately, but they're on a road trip right now where they lost to the Houston Rockets, probably the worst team in the league. And they, they dropped one game beforehand before that. And the Hornets will just slide in and I'm like, yeah, this is a loss for them. But if they carry this momentum for the rest of the season into, into the rest of this road trip, they finish up the road trip in Atlanta on Sunday. They will be able to just come out with a win, not just in their building, but just going forward. Right now, the Hornets are still sitting pretty. They're still in the thick of the playoff line, yes. But if they could replicate this performance five to- performance five times over, over and for the rest of the season, preferably, of course, you're going to have an off night. But this was their best performance and their best chance to put the league on notice that they're not going to let the big brothers of the league, so the big dogs, the the championship favorites, if you will, bully them on any given night. And we've seen that, you know, this so far at all, like as a whole this season. But now they look after watching that game, I'm I'm a lot more confident, just me personally, and what they can do on both sides of the ball. And a lot of people and fans had question marks of uh, reporters that I've also talked to just have question marks about their defense, but when when they actually want to play defense and lock up and aren't aren't worried about the other side of the ball, don't worry about them. They they will have people looking like a deer in headlights with how smothering they could be if they really feel like it. It's a young team, so you have to get them to buy into the schemes that good defense on one end of the court makes for easier shots and better shots on the other end. Whether that be in transition to catch the defense off guard, what if that just lets you build off momentum? Off of a of a block shot or a toughly contested miss shot that you guys forced. So they're still learning that. That the average age of the team is probably no higher than 26, I can imagine. And there are veterans that we're talking about outside of Gordon Hayward, who's who's well into his 30s, like early 30s. Terry Rozier is probably around the same age as Giannis, 26, 27. Same thing with Kelly Oubre. These guys have been in the league for six, seven years, but they're veterans, but they're not old head veterans. They don't have have that guy. If you had to choose one, it'd be Ish Smith. But anyway, back to LaMelo Ball, because his career night was just astounding. And I, I don't know how, how they really let this game slip away. I mean, yeah, it, was, it really just came down to who had the ball last on line. But still, LaMelo Ball, is just he go to show the whole world all over again that I deserve to be the number one pick in my, in my draft class last year. Hell, I deserve this Rookie of the Year award that that some people still voted for Anthony Edwards for. Um, pretty much anything that you guys can say about Lamelo Ball, he put it to rest. Anything negative you can say about Lamelo Ball, he put it to rest. Definitely after last night's performance, really all season long, the kid's been hooping. He's averaging twenty points, seven point seven rebounds, and just over eight assists a game. So he gives it to you every night in every facet of the game on both sides of the ball. Those are just offensive stats, but he's still top 10 in the league in steals, I believe. I didn't look that stat up, unfortunately, but he has a little over two a game. So he's playing the passing lanes. He might not be a stout on-ball defender, and maybe at, at no point in his career would he be, but he's affecting the game on both sides of the ball, and it's ridiculous that he's doing this at such a high level already because, again, he's only 20 years old. and He has to be one of the top young players in the league already because he drugged the Hornets back to relevancy after after several down seasons and as much as we love Kemba Walker as much as we love 
those those Alonzo morning teams in the 90s with Larry Johnson and Dale Curry. This team is different because LaMelo Ball is probably arguably more talented than any of the players on any of those teams in franchise history. And the franchise is fairly young. I'm only 24 years old, and I know they probably came out three years before I was born in like early 90s when we seen them seen them making their run and having those entertaining, fun Buzz City teams. So to see LaMelo Ball doing what he's doing right now, it just begs the question, like, is he going to be an all-star? At, at 20 years old, like, we, we've seen – it's not like we've never seen somebody like him necessarily putting up numbers like that, but he's definitely one of one, though, at the same time. Like, because Luka Doncic puts up similar numbers and has put up similar numbers in his rookie season. Uh, ben Simmons, without, obviously, the outside shot and the scoring, still put up similar numbers in terms of just – assistant rebounding like on a nightly basis in his official first rookie season um seeing Lamelo ball do it now it's like he's having this, those same type of impacts as as those two guys and say what you want about Benson is the guy impacts winning and that's why the Sixers are where they are right now they're still a good team but Ben Simmons put them over the top and made them those those favorites to beat the Bucks probably last year and make it to the finals or beat the Nets, whoever was whoever they were going to meet, had they not lost to the Hawks in the postseason last year. But LaMelo Ball is having that impact on his team where everybody around him is getting better. And he it's because of him. They were in that game last night because he scored 16 points in the fourth quarter after he after he ended the, the first half with only 20. Uh I, I have to look that up. Not 20. He had more, he had a little less than 20, I'm pretty sure. Either way. Going into the fourth quarter, I feel like he had 20 points and dropped 16 points in that quarter alone to will his team to get back into it. Then, of course, the big three-point shot to make sure that those guys were going to be set and all they needed was a stop to bring it to bring it to overtime. Fortunately for the Hornets, Giannis hit a big shot, big-time layup, but it was one-on-one with P.J. Washington in the open floor. So it's kind of... You just kind of have to put your hands together and just pray to God that he somehow misses the layup. And for Giannis, a layup is that's the shot he wants every time on the position, every possession, probably every time down the floor, I would imagine, because that's the most highly efficient shot he can take. Anyone can take. But LaMelo Ball, to answer my own question, he has to be an all-star this year. And I, I know the bell is going to be, be tough this year with some of these stars that are blooming in the East and stuff. But with numbers like that, and the Hornets record, depending on where they'll be come all-star, all-star seat, all-star weekend. I think it's a no-brainer. This this 20-year-old is, is putting up better numbers than most people do in their whole careers. And it's it's insane. Like I I'm on the bandwagon. I'm gonna start this up now. I'm sure hella people on Twitter and social media everywhere are going crazy because he has to make that game. There's just no no reason why he shouldn't be in it. But moving on, though, one person that I know he'll make it over is Lonzo Ball. Because Lonzo Ball is, isn't a bad player, no. But he's only averaging about 12 points and just under five assists a game. And, like, he's playing his role to a T right now, for sure. But LaMelo Ball right now, is, is he's the better brother. Like, Lonzo is, is an amazing talent. And I feel like I might flip-flop with this every week. Because I really just like what Lonzo gives you on the defensive side of the ball. And he's a good playmaker. But LaMelo's impact on the game is willing this franchise to, to new heights. It's willing the Charlotte Hornets to new heights. 
and Lonzo's having an impact in Chicago now. But the better ball right now is LaMelo Ball. And Lonzo, I'm sorry, I love him. I love Lonzo Ball. His game is amazing. I think it complements pretty much every team in the league. He can fit anywhere. But so can LaMelo. And I think he could do it at a, holler, a higher level right now than what his older brother's doing. So he'd have to be an all-star over his older brother. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I wish they both could make it. You know, like I love the ball in the family. We love, we just love seeing families in the NBA. I think it's amazing, but that's pretty much it for that topic. And to move on to the next one here, the Hornets have a lot, a lot of ground to cover after dropping three straight. They're going to need a big win in Atlanta, but their defense did look solid against Milwaukee. It'll probably look pretty decent against team like Atlanta just have to slow down the head of the snake of Trey Young. But what they really need desperately is a rim protector. And I'll probably harp on this. This will probably be a segment on my podcast every single week. They need a rim protector to actually stay competitive and to actually slow teams down and take them out of the sets that they like doing or the easy looks around the, the elbows and the post and just around the basket in general. You have a rim protector. You swallow all of that stuff out. Everything, all, everything gets filtered out and to the big man where he can make a play at the rim, and they're going to have to meet him. Mason Plumlee has missed the past couple games, but long-term for the rest of this season in particular, I don't know if he's really going to still be the answer moving forward. It looks a little, to me, it looks a little skeptical to just leave him there uh, for like a long-term plan. I think he knows he's more of just a placeholder right now until they can find that true, that true big man, that true shot blocker. But I think you need to make a move at the deadline if you're Charlotte. Now, I don't know who that'll be. I really like uh, Miles Turner being that guy just, just because he fits this new NBA scheme of being able to space the floor and block shots at the same time. So I really think that they should probably get into trade talks with Indiana. I think um, even Mitchell Robinson in New York would be would be another interesting piece. Just Swing for the fences for somebody that you know could actually provide you these stellar minutes on the defensive side of the ball. Now, I've seen I've seen a couple polls and something that I put out on Twitter earlier just about like is Nick Richards the future of of like you know anchoring anchoring that man in the middle. And to answer to answer that question, like no, I, I'm not too too high on Nick Richards. I like his game and I think he he's a good role player. But to be a starter in this league, I mean, he just turned 24. So, I mean, he has, you know, a bright future probably too. I mean, being on that team, I think he could fit right in. But right now, I would say no. Like, from what he's shown, I don't think he's going to turn into that that elite shot blocker that you might need moving forward as the Charlotte Hornets organization. I think it's there's a couple other guys out there, like I mentioned, like Miles Turner, that will be a perfect fit for this team. I want somebody that can space the floor. Because that way, when I'm running pick and roll sets with LaMelo or Terry Rozier, I can pick and pop because I can give the ball to you if you don't cut down hard to the basket. If you don't drive down to the basket, you can space out, give me more room to operate for the drive. If they decide to commit to me, then I'm kicking the ball back out to a shooter, somebody that I know can hit down a mid-range 16-footer or just extend his range out to the three-point line. And that's, that's my take on it. I think it makes the most sense to go for a guy like that. If, if I'm the Hornets, I'm all in on a sport of floor spacing big man that can block shots at the rim. I think that that right there would take them to the next level if they were able to make a trade before the season's over. 
But that's pretty much it. You know, like I said before, it's episode three. It's high burst, though. So when I don't have a guest, I want to keep it in this 15 minute range, 15 to 20 minute range, just because I don't want I don't want you guys to hear me ramble on anymore. But again, make sure you follow my Instagram and TikTok. All every social media pages, I lost my Twitter right there. From Twitter to IG, especially the ones I'm mostly active on at Jerry D O N A T I E N on Twitter. And for Instagram, it's J K and that same last name I just spelled Janoskian. Make sure you guys stay tuned and keep up with the most news. High first, baby. Let's go.